Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Listeners, Remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe dot co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro dot co slash clink hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome i am tabitha Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> we are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. How are you doing? Oh, you know. Right? It's a busy day in the neighborhood. It is a busy day. It is Halloween Parade Day. <laughs> it's Halloween Parade Day. I ran out of power last night. Or not mm-hmm. ran out, but the power went off. Yeah. And I was supposed to make the kid a costume with, you know, hot glue gun and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Never came back on. So this morning 
I could not do it, did not have time. So I left my daughter in charge. Oh, who's pretty crafty. She's pretty crafty. Yeah. Yeah. She is very crafty. She did a great job. And I just kind of held my breath that my kid looked good when I got to the parade. (laughs) I was nice running to one school, then back to the other school. And yeah, I made it. But well, it's been a week. They combined Red Ribbon Week, where you have to like Same. wear something. Same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my kids had one day it was wear your sports team. Yeah. Well, that was yesterday for us. Well, no one has sports gear in my house except for me. All my t-shirts have Dolly Parton or the Denver Broncos. Literally. <laughs> so what did you do? I made them wear my shirts. Oh my, my gosh, son. you did. And they're like all like cute ladies shirts. So I like safety pinned <laughs> the like boat neck to the back. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you could tell it was a That's lady fine. Shirt. I think you did good. I took him to yogurt land after school, like just in case I traumatized him. Yeah. I was like, that is really that's it's fine. Right. It's fine. They didn't. Everybody around notice. here has sports gear because it's Texas. But my daughter, she was like, "Mm, no, not doing that. Well, apparently, since it's this red ribbon, you know, say no to drugs week, uh, uh, that includes alcohol. So my daughters came home (laughs) telling me that their teacher, they asked me if I drank alcohol. They told me their teacher told them that it could kill me and it would definitely kill them. Oh, okay. And I was Uh, like, yeah, we we drink alcohol all the time. <laughs> Responsibly. Responsibly. I mean, is it just me? I was like giant eye roll. I think that's a little extra. Do you think that teacher doesn't drink ever? He's no. a very good teacher, but I don't know. Not. <sighs> He's got a lot of pep in his step. He probably doesn't. He's probably on like a lot of really good supplements. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, a glass of wine here or there. Come on. I mean, mean, fine. Listen, I think a lot of people should not drink. I think it's fine if you don't drink. I think more power to you. You look like J-Lo at 50 But I'm like, know your audience. We're in the OC here. Everybody be not. This is not Utah. Everybody be drinking. No offense, Utah. But, you know, I don't think as many people drink there. They probably don't. I'm just saying tonight I got to go to the trunk or treat. and And you're bringing wine. No, I'm not no. bringing wine. I'm, oh, okay. I'm on a Sorry. cleanse right now. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> but, but I, you know, everything flies out of their mouth. So I have no idea what they reported back uh, after I told mm-hmm. them, no, we drink. We drink all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Go tell your teacher that. Yeah. So we'll uh, see. I didn't tell you where I went for the very first time. Where'd you go for the first time? I went to the Waffle House. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. I went to the Waffle House in Florabama. And I got there maybe, I don't know, 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, needed some waffles. prime time for waffles. So it, it's actually the prime time for the Waffle House. Yeah. I'm telling you, it is packed there. Um, and our waitress was so funny. She, like, this guy behind us. I guess is a frequent customer, like every night customer. Yeah. And she's like, you know what? I'm kind of nervous about where you're sitting because last night he ordered a bunch of really crispy waffles 
and started chucking them at the people that were sitting at your table. Oh, shoot. <laughs> like, and you let them back in? <laughs> she's like, yeah. And they, I mean, I, she went off. I was like, she's like, it's not the first time. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. But don't you just love it? I mean, you see all that, the grill. If you haven't been yes, to the Waffle do. House, you see you it all do. happening. Listen, I think it's fine for a late night thing, but I wouldn't choose it for my Sunday brunch. No, but like road trip, Waffle yeah. House, yeah. in and out easy peasy. I also went to in and out on my way home from Waco the other you day. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, it never disappoints. Never. Never. No, that I'm very happy for you that you have in and out in Texas. Yeah. Sorry, Whataburger, but it's just not as good. I never have had a Whataburger. And um, I'm sorry for all the other states that don't have In-N-Out. Me too. And you know, they closed that one in San Francisco. Did they? Yeah, because they're saying they're not going to make their people mandate the vaccine. So, Well, they're not going to make their people, they're not going to make their customers wear masks inside. That's what it's about. It is? Yeah. Well, you're eating. How are you going to wear a mask and eat? You know, know. I don't know, but they said it's not, they're not going to discriminate against people who choose not to wear masks. They put their foot in the ground about that. They said our customers can make up their own minds. Okay. Yeah. See, like in and out even more. Yeah. All right. So do you have crime for us today? No, I do. I hope everybody had a happy Halloween, by the way. Oh, yeah. This is coming out the day after Halloween. Okay. Oh, and I'm so sorry that you had to stay up late with your kids because I know you did. And it was probably a hassle this morning to get them off to school. Oh, Oh, you and I think Gretchen, you have the day off after Halloween, don't you? I do have the day off, but I scheduled all my teacher conferences. Oh, Oh, well, still, that's like easy. That is really smart. Yeah. Look at my cute nails. You see, they have bats on them. Me too. And spider webs. Do you have the same one? Twenty. Oh, cute. Yeah. Yeah, I like them. Okay, you ready for this? Uh, Y'all ready for this? Okay, so today's case is, like we said, coming out the day after Halloween. And I was going to do a Halloween crime, but I just wasn't feeling any of them. So it's not a Halloween crime. It's more of a Christmas crime, but I would say it is spooky-ish. So it's like a nightmare before Christmas theme. <gasps> Boom. Which if you have I meant seen, to do that. Thank you. <laughs> if you haven't seen our special on Patreon, it is uploaded now. And Word. Gretchen and I did a Halloween special. Um, you can go to patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime and click on the Halloween special and you can see a fun video with us dressed up. And I'm not telling you what we are, but I might have just told you what we were. I think you did. My husband saw it for the first time this morning because he wasn't around when we did that. Mm-hmm. And what did he, say? he said that was not hot. <laughs> I thought it was hot. He was not impressed. Oh, I was. Anywho, this crime is actually almost as old as we are. It took place in 1979. It is. In Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Actually, it's a little older than me. You're such a bitch. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) 
Okay. Trying to age me over here. Just barely. Okay. Just barely. like a little poquito. Okay. Okay. Cedar Rapids looks like a nice place to live. I found some beautiful old homes. You know how I like E. Yeah. I've heard of Cedar Rapids before and I do think it's a nice place to live. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I saw beautiful homes for around 500,000, like big, beautiful on land. Nice. Okay. It's the second largest city in Iowa with a population of 130,000, which got me thinking that's still small, right? Mm, It's like a little bigger than Ventura. Yeah. And so that got me thinking also how many people live in the freaking state of Iowa, right? Oh, right. How many? A little more than 3 million. And you know what? That's the same amount of people that live in teeny tiny Orange County where I live. Three million. Three million. Yeah. Okay. It's wow. crowded here. Okay. Maybe I yeah. should move to Iowa or Texas. or Texas. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, anyways, back in 1979, Michelle Martinko was a high school senior and boy, was she a disco biscuit. She was smart and sweet and rocked the full on Farrah flip with her blonde hair. Love it. So good. Okay. On the night of December 19th, 1979, Michelle went to a banquet for the concert choir she was in. Her outfit was 1979 everything. She wore a really cute, strappy black dress, heels, pantyhose, and a rabbit Mm -hmm. fur coat. Oh, dude, I can just see it now. And the hair flip? I mean, come on, right? So after the banquet was over, she spoke with her mother because her mother wanted her to go and try out another rabbit fur coat she had put on layaway for Michelle as a Christmas present. She had given her $180 to buy it if she liked it. Sounds baller, right? Rabbit? Yeah, okay, it was 1979. I mean, you know. Okay. We're faux now, but whatever. This was Yeah, no, but I'm okay. saying that sounds cheap also for real fur. Well, it was 1979. Okay. So that's probably like 500 bucks now or more. Who knows? Uh, yeah. I don't know what inflation is. I don't is. know. Inflation's happening every day. Ask my husband. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Very worried about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so she tried to get one of her friends from the choir to go with her, but her friend said she had too much studying to do. So Michelle went to the mall. She didn't end up buying the coat, but she did run into a couple of different friends at the mall. I swear, every time I go to the mall and I don't put myself together, I run into people. And so knowing that, when I try to put some effort into my appearance I never see anyone that's like everybody I have that happen all the time oh my god wear my pajamas to the Starbucks see three people yeah go to Starbucks every single day made up in my cute tennis skirt never see anybody yeah okay well Michelle was clearly looking amazing And she ran into everybody. She ran into her old boyfriend named Andy first. Her and Andy had dated for two years. They had broken up but remained friends. 
Michelle actually had a new boyfriend, Mike, that was 100 miles away now at college. Anyways, when she ran into Andy, he told her, like, funny seeing you here because I am just about to buy your Christmas present. Which is a little extra, right? I mean, they're broken up and she has a new boyfriend and he's yeah, still buying her Christmas presents. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people close to Michelle did feel, in fact, that Andy was a little extra because they know Likey how he was always keeping tabs on Michelle. But it didn't seem like it bothered Michelle personally. Okay. Okay. In addition to running into Andy at the mall, she saw another classmate. And then she saw a friend named Kurt that was working at one of the shops in the mall. Kurt was on a break and he and Michelle ended up chatting his break away for about 30 minutes. Kurt had to get back to the shop. And by this time, the mall was closing shortly. It was almost 10 p.m. So Kurt walked her to the exit and she was seen one more time by another female classmate of hers who was outside smoking a cigarette before she walked out to her car by herself, which was parked pretty far away. It was a school night. And when Michelle wasn't home by 11, her mother became very worried. She started calling Michelle's friends and she called Andy as well. He offered to drive around and look for her. When they didn't find her after an hour, Michelle's mother called the police and explained, this is not some teenager out past curfew. She's real responsible and she's never done anything like this. And I just have a terrible feeling that something something has happened to my daughter. Yeah. She told the police the last time she spoke with Michelle, she was at the mall. The police. Yeah. She couldn't find the shop where the coat was on layaway. So she called her mom. Right. Okay. The police were dispatched Michelle's vehicle information. And at 4 a.m., an officer found Michelle's car in the parking lot of the mall. Same. Same place. Yeah. When he approached it, he found her slumped over and bloody. (gasps) In her car. In her car. Michelle had been stabbed to death very violently. She had over 20 stab wounds. She was still wearing her pantyhose and had the $180 her mother had given her. And she never found the store. Her purse. Well, no, she she tried on the coat and she didn't like it. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, because she still had the pantyhose on and money and apparently all her shopping bags, it It doesn't appear to be a robbery. Yeah. Yeah. Or a sexual assault. Michelle had deep defensive wounds. And so, however it happened, it was clear that Michelle had put up a big fight. And you know what they say when someone is stabbed that many times? It's usually personal. Yeah. I mean, it's somebody's mad at her. Yeah. I think it's the ex-boyfriend that said he was buying her a present. Okay. So, poor Michelle's family. Holiday Time crimes are the worst, right? Dude, because now for the rest totally of your is. life, you associate that with the holiday. Yeah. You know, I had a friend that died um, in a car accident. I think it was either Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving, you know? And so yeah. it's just like so tragic yeah, because you're so never going to yeah, have gonna a good be. Thanksgiving, even though Thanksgiving is on a different 
day every, yeah. you know, like even a different no, week. No, it's but... like that time of year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So instead of decking the halls and baking cookies, they were planning her funeral now. At the funeral, people started talking about how extra Andy was. Michelle's best friend said he was practically in the casket with her. And he said to her that day, I just have to know who she loved when she died, me or Mike. So as you can imagine, like you've already said, he was a suspect. Yeah. Okay. As well as pretty much every other male that, you know, Michelle knew. Yeah. But Andy's the most likely, right? He was at the mall. He saw her that night, you know. When police spoke to him, they found out a friend had driven him home that night and dropped him off at his house. And then his mother says he was at his house for the rest of the night. Okay. Okay. Until he went until he went out with Michelle's mother to go look for her. And this is the boyfriend. Ex-boyfriend. Ex-boyfriend. She's got another boyfriend a hundred miles away in college. This is the ex-boyfriend. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, police cleared him. Well, he sounds like he has a pretty good alibi if somebody drove yeah, him. Yeah. I mean, it's a little sus that, I mean, you're, it's always going to cast, I think, a little bit of doubt because it's like, what would a mama lie about? Right? Hello, laundry. Well, I think the mom you, would you know? lie about that for her son. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's a possibility. Right. right? Okay. But they but would the friend lie? Would the friend lie to drive him home? Yeah, I don't think so. I'm, you yeah. know. Anyways, police believed it. They cleared him. And okay. because the boyfriend, Mike, that was her actual boyfriend, was not even in Cedar Rapids at the time, he was he was cleared too. There wasn't anyone that they found that had any reason to want to harm Michelle, and they really investigated it. It became one of those cases that a huge spotlight was cast on because people wanted answers to what could have happened to this beautiful, blonde, young girl just six days before Christmas. Yeah. But after ruling out all the males close to Michelle, they really didn't have anything except they knew her killer had worn gloves because he had left glove prints on her car and they had taken blood samples. One sample was from a blood print left on the gear shift on the car, and Mm -hmm. they speculated that was the killer's blood. But in 1979, DNA wasn't a thing, right? Samples were just able to give them blood types, which is not enough to narrow anything down. No. Yeah. So the case went cold. And it stayed that way so long that Michelle's parents both passed away without ever knowing who was responsible for killing their daughter. Her poor parents never got the answers they wanted. And on top of that, you know, there was a lot of gossip, town rumors that Michelle, it had happened because Michelle was involved in some kind of like sex work or, you know, something crazy that that could not be farther from the truth. Right. Yeah. And well, even if she was, what does that have to do with the price what, of tea? Yeah. You know, like, come it, on. There's just uh, yeah. no. I think people make stuff I, up like that because they want it. It makes them feel better. It makes them about, feel better that yeah. it's it just a random act couldn't have happened in their town. Yes. Or right. that it wouldn't happen to them because right. they're not a sex worker or whatever. Right. You know. Right. Right. 
So year after year and then decade after decade passed, but the Cedar Rapids community did not forget about Michelle Martinko. On the anniversary of her death every year, the local news would pay tribute to her. The detective who had initially headed the investigation retired, and now the case was in the hands of a former classmate of Michelle's in 2005. So in 2005, this detective sends out the blood scrapings from the gear shift in Michelle's car and the dress she was wearing, and they both came back with Michelle's blood mixed with a full profile of a male's DNA. No way. Yeah. That's incredible that they can keep that and still get the DNA. Preserve it for that long. Yeah. So this guy had to circle way back and get DNA now from everyone that was originally interviewed, over 100 people. And of course, the person who had been kind of the main suspect, Andy. And guess what? None. Not a single match. No. So it wasn't Andy. No, I mean, you know what's yeah, lucky? they didn't get a match, but it is good news for Andy, who had kind of been living with the rumor that he had offed his high school girlfriend. Yeah. And you know what is funny is like, not funny, but lucky for Andy that he didn't get convicted because I think that people would have believed it. I mean, they could have gotten a pretty good case around him. Oh, if he didn't have a good alibi? Sure. Yeah. What if he just he really... went to go do donuts in the, you know, some lot or whatever? Everyone would say like, no way. Totally. Yeah. 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 So... He's finally, Andy's finally exonerated. The DNA was also sent to the criminal database, but no match. So the case went cold again. Really quick, I want a break to tell you about Shutter, brought to you by AMC. Since we are staying in, cozying up, not going out, it's fall now, going into winter. Why not turn a scary flick on? That's what I did this weekend. I watched myself a new docuseries on Shudder called Behind the Monster. You guys have to check it out. Shudder also has exclusive scary movies and shows like Creep Show, The Medium, and The Addiction. And actually, Shudder can become your addiction. You can stream Shudder on pretty much any device or smart TV. Shudder has the largest, fastest growing curated selection of thrilling and dangerous entertainment. Basically, it's like the Netflix for horror. Get started streaming the best horror, thriller, and supernatural content for only $5.99 a month or $56.99 a year. But since you listen to us, we're going to give it to you for free for 30 days. Just go to Shudder.com. That is S-H-U-D-D-E-R, Shudder.com, and use promo code CLINK CLINK. Again, that's S-H-U-D-D-E-R, and use promo code CLINK CLINK. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. 
Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. In 2015, so 10 years later, the detective that happened to have been Michelle's former classmate wanted some fresh eyes on the case after 10 years of dead ends since he had taken it over. He enlisted the help of another detective whose father had been the original detective on Michelle's case. This detective was glad to revisit the case that had gotten away from his father, and he had an idea based on some headlines that made national news about DNA. This game-changing DNA news was in 2015, the Golden State Killer had finally been found after Mm. familial DNA was used to track him down. Okay, so if you don't know, that's like basically when people submit their DNA willingly for like ancestry purposes or whatever goes into a database. So this detective took the samples he had from Michelle's case and he got a match. Based on the DNA profile, he got a female cousin of the killer. Okay. Okay. We're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. Okay. Side note, that poor lady, I imagine she just bought like 23andMe to like find out if she was like Norwegian or Nigerian or whatever and just ends up learning she's related to a murderer. That can't be a good feeling. What if you got that call? (laughs) That sucks. Right. Then you're just thinking everybody in your family is a murderer. Who could it be? I don't. Yeah. No. Like you're like, who's coming over for Christmas this year? You're like, no, I'm traveling. Peace out, right? Yeah. 
Okay, so these detectives go about putting together this woman's family tree, and they narrow it down to three male cousins of hers that are all brothers, are all alive, and still in Iowa. I mean, okay, DNA this is, is all so... good news. Oh yeah, I mean, all they need to go get about is a it. cigarette DNA butt. Is so bananas, right? It's awesome. Yeah. So it's also pretty bananas the way they got the DNA to compare to the profile that they had from these men. It's very CSI. They didn't want them to suspect that they were looking into them. Mm -hmm. So they got all three men's DNA covertly by like following them around, eating them, you know, going to the Waffle House at the same time as them. Taking their straw. Oh my you know? gosh. So this is the kind of like detective work that I feel like I would be loving, you know? Totally. Like go to the bar, sit down next to them, eavesdrop a little bit. Yeah. And then as soon as they get up, I grab the bottle. I like it back, it. you know? Yeah. So good. With one of the brothers, they went through his trash. So that's not that yeah. fun. Well, that's not fun. I had to do that. But this they found week a also. toothbrush. I'm sure they were like, jackpot. Hi. <laughs> I lost my ring in the trash can the other day and it was real full and it's a teeny tiny one little teeny tiny ring. And I went through the whole trash can also. Yeah. Found it. Yeah. One time when I was waiting tables, somebody accused me of throwing their child's retainer away when I cleared the plate God! and we went through everything and then we found it on the table. Oh, no, you did not. Yes, and she did not even leave me 20%. Bitch. What a B. <laughs> yeah. I, I was accused of stealing, stealing somebody's credit card before. And you know how they had, side note, sorry, guys, but the trash can right by where the receipt thing would come out. So I'm thinking that it got thrown in that trash can by accident, just like yeah. whatever. Also went through the whole trash, but... And she really like a she thought I was stealing her card. I'm yeah. like, I'm not taking your credit card, woman. Yeah. Like it's somewhere. And it was on the ground. It must have just like fallen out of Fall. the Yeah, right. Shit happens, people. Yeah. Okay. So they got the DNA samples and they sent them to the lab and they got back an exact match. Boom. Who is it? His name is Jerry Burns. He was a business owner and father of three with no connection to Michelle Martinko no and no record way. of criminal behavior. No way. Yeah. So the detective went to interview him at his automotive business, and he did it on the 39th anniversary of Michelle's murder. <gasps> you know, trying to rattle him a little. Yeah. Yeah. The interview was pretty much like this. The detective's like... You know about the Michelle Martinko murder, Jerry? Well, we have your DNA. So you want to tell us what happened that night? And Jerry's like, oh, I don't I don't think so. (laughs) He's thinking like I was wearing gloves. I don't think so. Yeah. So he tells them just I think you just test the DNA. And the detective's like, yeah, I'm trying to tell you we we already did that. Mm hmm. And Jerry just, he just doesn't say much. He doesn't seem upset. He doesn't deny it. He's just quiet mostly. But he does mention, this was super weird, that maybe they got the DNA mixed up with his cousin who 
by the way, went missing on the anniversary of Michelle's death in 2013. Um, we do we think that he's also involved in this disappearance? I, the police cousin? have not said that he was involved in both, but I mean, it's quite a coinky dink, right? I would think so, and I that, don't that think it this comes just... to his mind. I don't yeah, think no. I would start calling out cousins if I was being <laughs> falsely arrested. I You're also welcome, cousins. I yeah, right. Thanks. Yeah. I also don't think that somebody does that one time. I don't think it's just a one time thing. Okay, so let me tell you a little more about Jerry. His wife committed suicide in two thousand and eight. So we don't know much about her. Mm -hmm. His daughter and brother say it would have been impossible for Jerry to have done it because that was so out of character for him. But maybe there's a side to him that they don't know. When police arrested Jerry, they took his computer and they found over 300 searches for what they call, they just call it like deviant. Okay. Okay. Stuff like sex with a fresh dead body, strangulation and sex, and lots of violent images that were almost all young blonde girls. So who else do we know? So that's, that's whack, and... right? That's yeah. whack. Who, who that's... has not been solved? Who's not been okay. solved? Because there's somebody else out there that Jerry killed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's not like Jerry was just looking at porn. I mean, that is some sick shit. That's right? disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this evidence, by the way, was not able to be admitted at Jerry's trial. Why? So, they must have taken it wrong or something. Well, the judge just ruled that you can't, he can't be linked to what he's into, you know, his fetish now, 40 years later. Like, they didn't see the relevance. It's relevant. I, I disagree. It's relevant. Trust me, I, it yeah, is. Yeah, I disagree. Okay. So that's crazy, right? That the team that prosecuted him had nothing to tie him to Michelle's murder except for the DNA. You know, there's yeah. no witness. There's nothing. That's it. Okay. His family was present and supported him at the trial. And how they make sense of his DNA being in Michelle's vehicle is they say that Jerry was 25 at the time and he worked on cars. So he must have worked on Michelle's car at some point. The thing about that is, did he also work on her dress? Because there were two separate samples. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. And it's mixed together. It's not like it was his blood was somewhere totally separate. And it's not like they the found car. a bunch of other samples. Like she yeah. was just picking up DNA everywhere. Okay. Well, his defense is that her dress must have been contaminated by other evidence. Okay. Jerry's defense also tried to argue that the DNA found was touch or transfer DNA. But the expert that testified regarding that said, Okay, yeah, it is possible, but probably not. At mm -hmm. the time, the test that they ran did not conclude, like, what the source was of the DNA, like saliva, sweat, blood. But because both samples were taken from bloodstains and the amount of DNA was so concentrated, which is indicative of blood, they said it was, like, 
almost 100% certainly from Jerry Burns' blood. Yeah. And given Michelle's deep defensive wounds, I mean, that kind of makes sense because she fought really hard to injure him. So the prosecution also called to the stand Jerry's former Sally, who he, he actually seemed like an all right guy. He's in the clink for fraud and marijuana at the moment. Okay. Not the worst crimes. No. Just saying. Okay. He said Jerry disgusted him because he is not cool with murder. And so he wanted to testify that he had conversed with Jerry and Jerry had told him, however it goes with the trial, it doesn't really matter because I've lived out most of my life. Which is kind of a sus thing to say. Right. Uh huh. Also, he told his cellmate that if he was going to keep beating him at Pinnacle, he was going to have to take him to the mall. What? Yeah, like where he said he's going to have to take him to the mall. Like that's where he he's making a joke about the Michelle. Yeah. Okay, that's creepy. Yes, it is creepy. Okay, so Jerry was found guilty. I don't have any. I don't have any. Um reason to think that Jerry didn't do it. I think these computer searches are. I know, but the jury didn't know that. I know, but I'm just saying that's my own personal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is interesting, though, to just tie someone with DNA. Okay, so Jerry was found guilty based on the DNA in 2020. I mean, I think he did it. I think we agree. And I think Mm -hmm. he's probably responsible for more, but who knows? Michelle's sister was ecstatic that he was found guilty. And she says it was a relief that it was just a random act of violence and not someone that she knew. I mean, personally, I think that random shit is more scary. Well, it it makes it more real for us as just women. Yeah. That something like that could happen because you think that you're married to somebody nice or, you know, nobody in your family would do something like that to you. But when you think about just some random dude. Yeah, it's very scary. Don't scary. let's all take heed and don't walk out to your car by yourself. Have security take you. I know. So, you know, we all, and I don't say we all, but me personally, but probably also most people listening, we think to ourselves, maybe we should get security. And then we're like, do I seem like a weirdo if I go like find security? Or you're like, oh God, I got to get home. I have 5,000 other things to do. It's going to take another five minutes to get somebody to walk me there. Like there's all these things that go through your mind about why you shouldn't do that when in actuality you should do that. Yeah. You know, what's crazy too is it turns out Michelle had told some friends of hers in the previous day that she had like a strange feeling that someone was following her, but she didn't know who it was. Oh, he might've been stalking her for sure. Totally for a while. Right. Yeah. Okay. So Jerry had no reaction when he found out he was guilty and sentenced to life without parole. So that no reaction means, I mean, he's guilty. Yeah, that's what you always say. Okay. But I have an interesting tidbit for you, and I'm not sure what to make of it. 
Okay. In April of this year, 2021, it was reported that Lady Boss, badass, appellate attorney from the famed Netflix doc Making a Murderer, Kathleen Zellner, was taking on Jerry as a client. No way. Okay. It was reported on a lot of local Iowa news. And this really got me to thinking, because if you know anything about, you know, Kathleen Zellner, she doesn't defend people if she believes they're guilty. Yeah. But it turns out she did not represent Jerry in his appeal, which was filed on March 2021. I didn't see anything that stated her or her firm was on Jerry's representative team. Yeah. His attorneys were listed as like some other pro bono group. Also on Kathleen's law firm website, they list their ongoing cases and Jerry is not listed. So, I mean, I'm like, maybe he couldn't afford her or maybe she decided he's guilty. He's guilty. I don't I think know. she's smart. I think he's guilty. I have, yeah, I, I have know, somebody but I would like to know what happened. Yeah, I have somebody else for her. Oh, good. A lady. Yeah. A lady in well, She's in got prison. a lot going on. Well, she might be able to take this one on. But, you know, it's, yeah, it's in California. Oh. California case. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Well, I read Jerry's appeal that was filed in March, and it's based on police violating his rights when they took his DNA without him knowing from the straw in the restaurant. So what do you think of that? that? I mean, I don't think it has been debated enough in the courts. I mean, they say it's like uh, your DNA belongs to your person, whether it's discarded or not. I mean, I just think, I don't, I, you know, I don't know about that. I mean, if they would have asked him to submit a sample, it wouldn't have changed the result. His DNA would still be, have been found in the car, right? Mm-hmm. So we come to the same conclusion. I mean, I think it would be wrong to let people out based on that technicality. I mean, sometimes I think you got to get the DNA however you can get it. He threw it away. He didn't take it with him. Take it with you. That's the argument. Is that still yours or not yours? It's not yours. You threw it in a public trash can. That's the public's. So if you're a criminal, you better incinerate all your shit. (laughs) Or don't be a criminal. (laughs) Yeah, or don't, or that. I mean, right. <laughs> and if you are a criminal, I hope you're thinking to yourself every time you throw something away, like, shoot. Who, <laughs> like, yeah, you're paranoid AF, yeah. right? Like, who is picking that my mug up at the Waffle House? Yeah. What'd you eat? Straw. It was from a straw, huh? Yeah. I like that. See, told you, like, beer bottle, straw. You're just waiting for them to throw something away that you know DNA will be on. Yeah. Straw's a good one. Okay. Mm -hmm. What did you eat at the Waffle House? Oh, I got that whole shebang. The big, the big daddy with the eggs, the bacon, and the waffle. I had it all. I think I get the breakfast sandwich. With 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 the the American um, cheese. Oh, no. I wanted a waffle. After I had five bushwhackers, I mean, I was <laughs> going for it that night. Oh, yeah. I I also had 
I also played a little flip cup. I mean, I acted like I was. Damn, you went back to 1998. Yes, I surely did. It it felt that way. Um, I haven't heard someone playing flip cup in a long time. (laughs) That takes me back. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Yeah. I have not played flip cup in a long time. It's all beer pong. And then people play champagne pong. And I'm like, I don't want your fucking pong, ping pong in my champagne. How about we play conversation? Yeah, no, I, you know, I don't even know if I've played beer pong before. It's dumb. But flip cup is really fun. Flip cup is fun. Right. It was like girls versus guys. The girls won every time. Sorry. Sorry. Still got it. Still got it. Okay. I also told my husband that I um, did a beer bong before. He does not believe me. Like, he does not believe that I did that. I'm like, you didn't know me when I was at Cal Poly. (laughs) That was a (laughs) bit Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course you did. Hello. Yes, of course I did. I also went to Havasu a few times in college. I've never done a keg stand. Have you ever done that? Oh, yes, I did that, too. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm sorry that our husbands are so there. You know what? Both of them are so (laughs) bitter that they did not have as much fun as us. I know. Oh, my gosh. Do you know what's funny? One of our listeners wrote us recently and she's like, I don't know any adult that has as much like young fun as you do. And um, life is short, dude. Whoop it up. Yeah, whoop it up. That's what I say. Like, you know what? And I'll be honest with you. I don't think I did. Well, we always we always have a good time. Like we always plan a girl's trip and whatnot. But I think after the kids hit five, all of them are in kindergarten. It was kind of easier to get people to watch them and be able to leave for a couple days and and really kind of release that like pressure of having really small children. You're not always. Oh, my God. Worried. I felt more pressure to do stuff after I had children. Because yeah, I... but it's easier now for you to leave them than oh. when they were babies. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it is easier to leave them now. Not that I ever do. That... You don't. But... <laughs> well, you do sometimes, but not as not as frequently as I do. But. Um, you don't have, you don't have the help that I have, no, I you know, don't. like your family is not as close. And so you just, it, but it I, do a have a, I do have, I do have a whole lot of fun. I started having you a whole do. lot more fun since I had the kids because I planned something like be it camping or like, yeah, whatever, every single month. And either yeah, we end up going or not because it is the one time I get to relax. I don't really yeah. get to relax, but it's like, my house doesn't get all messy, you know? You know, and and it's not... Um, like, clears my head. And it's not super expensive, right? It's like no, what you would spend no. even if you were at home with your kids. But the thing about it is, is, and for me and Gretchen, being in our house gives us like a little bit of anxiety because you're always thinking what you have to do next. Yeah. Right? And we both have, have kind food, of ants in food. our pants. We, we like to see the... U.S. of A. Yes. And our husbands are not necessarily cleaning up the dishes every night. So we have to Definitely think about that. Definitely not their strong suit. No. I but mean, they do if I've to... told them one, I've told them a thousand times, many thousands of times. 
Do we live in a fucking frat house? Because I am going to go postal, waking up with like an empty beer can or I, I woke up to a damn plate. I'm on a cleanse, people. I made him a meatloaf sandwich. Okay. It was mm-hmm. delicious. I ate vicariously. I sniffed it. It, it was good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he left the plate in our bedroom that like oh, makes no, me and now mental. Like, oh. like yeah. just put it in the sink. I, I don't even expect you to put it in the dishwasher. God forbid. I wake up often and my husband doesn't sleep very well. And so he is a night eater. He's like a midnight snacker. Ooh, yeah. And they'll, there will be like five Perrier's, you know, those cans yeah. <laughs> like everywhere, cheese and salami. I'm like, what? Did you just have like a smorgasbord? Pickles? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you a pregnant woman? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, Sean, because I love him to pieces, but it's just, it's kind of funny because guys are just so different. And maybe it's not all guys. I'm no, sure I think it is not all guys. I think we just walked out. <laughs> <laughs> so he's always like, I don't Actually, know Actually, our friend Ailish so is married to an amazing guy who oh, works gosh. and does everything. I am actually going somewhere with my husband. And guess who is babysitting for me? Andrew? Ailish yeah, not Ailish. Ailish is working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think that he would do a fine job. Oh, Ailish texted me. She's so. like, oh, we both know that he's the better parent. So uh, okay, you're good. Well, okay. <laughs> <Which is> hilarious. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you guys, thank you for listening. Um, if you want more of us, like I said, we are on patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. We also would love you to tell a friend. I know you guys have been. So Thank you so much. But we are trying to grow our podcast. And the best way to grow is through you guys. Um, You know, everybody that knows business knows referrals are the best. Also, we're on Housewives of True Crime group on Facebook and Instagram and um, find us there. We also have YouTube. We do. Um, That's HWTC. And if you want to leave us a review, we would appreciate it. The higher, the better. You know, if it's low, then eat a dick and don't leave it. Yeah. I mean, if you don't like us, then just just, there's a lot of other podcasts out there. I'm sure I can refer you to one. Yeah. And I hope everybody had a happy and safe Halloween. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Yes. Clink, clink. Clink, clink.